Batman Forever was okay. It was okay. It was starting to get a little bit campy. Batman Returns was fucking awful. The movie was so bad. We have a drinking game with Batman Returns. And it's anytime Arnold Schwarzenegger makes an ice or a freeze pun, you drink. You drink. <laughs> yeah. We did that for my bachelor party. And and again, even that was years ago. I got married in 2014. Time for the freeze out. Yeah. <laughs> what killed the uh, dinosaurs? The Ice Age. There were so many. <laughs> <laughs> so many you're not sending me to the cooler yeah. um, i saw that movie in the theaters yeah i, loved I did it. i yeah loved again it. yep young michael loved that movie too um but i watched that movie in preparation because i we were like let's watch it let's make a drinking game out of it for the bachelor party it'll be great and after we made that decision like a week later i was like maybe I'm going to rewatch that movie and I'm just going to count the ice puns in the first scene. There's like 30. And I was like, <laughs> we can't do shots of this. That's just the entire dialogue. Anytime yeah. he talks. Is that- yeah. Yeah. Cause it's Mr. Freeze in the museum trying to get some diamond from a museum and Batman and Robin show up, you know, and, and it's just the whole fight. And all it is is ice puns. Even, <laughs> even, Batman and Robin are making the ice puns. Nice. Yeah. Like, it's it's horrible. It's so bad. Kind of got me wanting to watch that again. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's been a long time since I've seen that <laughs> it's movie. It's really bad. Uh, I actually had the poster of that movie in my room. It was. I, I mean, it was a cool looking film. Bright lights everywhere. Like you got the- neon gangs hanging out in the underbellies <laughs> of Gotham. Neon face paint and chains and all that shit. Yeah, because the guy who played Robin, his suit had nipples. I remember that. They had nipples yeah, on the suits. They suit. had nipples on the suits. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Yeah, it's good stuff. Ooh, that's a that's a pumpkin. That's a pumpkin beer. <laughs> that's not like a pumpkin, um, an Oktoberfest beer. Like that is pumpkin. It's not Oktoberfest. It's pumpkin. Uh, you should try it. I'm, you, I'll give it a shot. Give, give it a sip. Give it a I'm sip. I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin and beer. Yeah? This is your recommendation for the week. Ooh. It's pumpkin-y. Okay. Let me change... Let me change my uh, take now. <laughs> after I've tasted that. Yeah. Pumpkin beers are not pumpkin-y enough. Whatever that is... That's the right level. Of pumpkin That's the right level of pumpkin. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like just the taste of pumpkin. For me, I'm, I'm not into it. But that right there is more pumpkin than beer. Yeah. Flavor wise, mm-hmm. I'm into it's, it. This I'm tastes like it. a pumpkin pie to me. Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. So pumpkin beer, people. More pumpkin. More pumpkin. Sam Adams is doing it right. Just hit that pumpkin spice. Crank it up to 10, whatever knob you use to, to, to <laughs> whatever, deliver the pumpkin yeah, whatever spice. pumpkin knob Crank you have. it up. <laughs> yeah. Crank your pumpkin knobs to 10. Grind some extra pumpkins. Yeah. All right. We're going. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome, world, to another episode of Get Wrecked. Uh, this week, I'm your host, Micah. I'm joined by my co-host, Thor. 
The Reckoning. Or The Reckoning. <laughs> the Get Reckoning. The Get Reckoning. The Get Reckoned. Get reckoned in me. Get, get recom- rec- recommended. Get wrecked. Um, we are uh, a podcast about two guys who enjoy each other's company, and we recommend different things to each other on a week-to-week basis in just a... A purpose to broaden each other's horizons on things that we may or may not be aware of can be anything. Can be movies, podcasts, uh, video games, albums, of pumpkin, different music, pumpkin flavored beers, pumpkin flavored beers. All right, whatever we're into this week, we go back and forth, suggesting good things or maybe not so good things <laughs> to uh, to find for each other. So this week we are covering. The first two episodes of a podcast called The Parapod. So at this point, I would recommend if you haven't listened to The Parapod, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into the first two episodes. I'd highly recommend listening to those guys. They're incredibly funny. I think it's a really, really interesting concept for a show. Listen to them. Give them a ring. Oh, not a ring. Call them. I guess if you want to, you can call them. Give them a listen and then Come back here and join us for our conversations. Thor, Parapod, episodes one and two. What were your thoughts? Let's just let's just jump right in. How'd you feel about it? Well, I think I should start by saying I made it to episode four. Oh, did you? Okay. I did. I enjoyed it. These guys, <laughs> they are funny. Yeah. Um, it's right up right up my alley as far as um podcasts. Okay. Because these guys are comedians, I believe. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Primarily, the podcasts I listen to are comedy podcasts. Okay. I'm a comedy nerd. That's most of what I listen to throughout the week while I'm at work is just comedians saying wild shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my favorite thing. So this was great. And I liked how is it's very focused. They, they set out with a goal. Yeah. And... Uh, I had a fun time listening to it. I think it might it might make the uh, the list of kind of my regular oh, listening dude. schedule maybe once or twice a week. Yeah, it does have at least I'm pretty sure that it has a fi- it's a finite thing, so yeah. it it doesn't go on forever. Yeah, well, and from what I saw, I think they move into it starts with the supernatural. Yes, and it kind of moves into like conspiracies yeah. and some other things. I yeah. so I'm interested. I'm honestly, I think I might skip ahead and start okay. listening to some of those to the conspiracy stuff, paranormal stuff. Just never been a super big point of interest for me. Gotcha. I'm definitely on the side of Ray. Okay. <laughs> I believe yep. that's his name, Ray. Yeah. Uh, the non-believer. Yeah, Ray. Where he's like, it's all bullshit. I don't believe any of it. <laughs> you're an absolute idiot for you want to believe that's his whole thing is you want to believe so you're willing to believe right and you won't look at things logically and he gets so mad (laughs) oh my gosh as the as the show goes on um so it's two guys it's barry dodd who is the believer and then a guy named ray peacock he also goes by ian baldsworth one of them is his stage name i don't know which one is i gotta imagine it's Peacock. You would think, right? With the last name of Peacock. So Ray Peacock is the skeptic. And as the episodes go on, Barry Dodd just gets angrier and more frustrated. <laughs> yeah. And like he just because he keeps digging and digging and digging. And when it when the show starts, 
Barry Dodd is very confident. He's like, this will happen. I will convince you. And by like episode three or four, he just kind of realizes that it's it's not going to happen. But he's he's committed to the <laughs> yeah, show now. He's got to just keep yeah, telling so the story. So he's, he's just got to try and do what he can. And through the whole thing, how did you feel about like through the first two episodes, especially while Barry Dodd was trying to tell the stories? Maybe maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. The setup is each week Barry brings a haunting or some type of uh, haunted area story to Ray, tells him the story, and tries to convince him with the proof, however believable the proof may or may not be, to show him that the paranormal exists. And then Ray refutes it. And especially in the first couple of episodes, he is so unrelenting on just bashing the thought process that Barry Dodds has. Uh, what were your thoughts on on that? Dude, I loved it. Every single thing he brings up. Yeah. He'll even say something that he's not even trying to make a point of. And Ray will be like, no, 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 stop right there. That makes no sense because <laughs> you don't think maybe it could just be some pipes rustling or whatever. <laughs> One of my favorites, I, I think it may be the... I think it was the second episode, perhaps, yeah. perhaps the third. Barry is talking about the this lady who was like the lady of the house, and they believe her spirit is one of the ones you can encounter in okay. these, these haunted places, which, of course, you can pay hundreds of dollars to stay at these yeah. haunted places. And yeah. Ray's like, yeah, it's all they want to make money. So they're you can hear the sound of her dress rustling. Yeah, and he's yes. like, he's like, Barry, it makes no sense. Her dress didn't die. Yeah. Is her dress a ghost? Yeah. Why would you be able to hear the dress? And you're like, well, you see, it's because that's the sound that would have been associated with her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it makes no sense. Why do some ghosts make sounds and some ghosts don't? And he's like, I guess it's just they Dif- manifest the way they want yeah. to. <laughs> Different types of ghosts. That was his response, I think. Different types of ghosts. Different types of ghosts. <laughs> and it's like... Just, just so you guys know, all right, Thor and I are on opposite page, like opposite sides of the coin with this too. I don't necessarily, I don't really believe in ghosts or anything like that, but full disclosure, I'm, I'm a Christian and I'm pretty open about that. So that's where my philosophies lie. But even I, as somebody who believes in, in some type of supernatural entity thinks that this guy's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I mean that in the, in the nicest way. I mean, like just listening to his defenses and he also absolutely tears his own arguments apart. Yeah, he will go back on things. He'll go back on things that he says. It just it just I think it's hysterical. The the one I was listening to, I guess it's one of the most famous hauntings in the UK. Yeah. Was this and as he's telling the story, Uh he mentions the fact that. They did, I guess, like a documentary or recording about it. And there was like two girls and a mother that lived in this house. And the girls admitted at one point that they made some of it up. (laughs) And Ray immediately goes, well, uh, there you go. They're not credible. They've lied about this whole thing. Yeah. And he's like, no, they only lied about the one (laughs) thing. The rest of it was really real. And he just wants to believe. And I think that's a lot of. I think people that are 
very invested in yeah. the paranormal. I won't say I'm completely where Ray is. I've I've met people with some stories that make me that make me question, you know, perhaps yeah. there is something weird going on. Yeah. But I do think most of the time it's bullshit. It's people's minds playing tricks on them. Mm-hmm. People reading into things where they're not and I think a lot of times people do want to believe. Yeah, I I would I would generally agree with with most and, of that. And I think that's Barry's biggest problem. That's my biggest problem with Barry is yeah. everything he says it's just he only looks at things from the perspective of the person saying, "Yeah, this is a haunting, this is a ghost." Yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes totally sense." Makes sense. And just doesn't even consider the opposite side of what it could have been or why this person may be right. trying to embolden the story or yeah well he doesn't look at it with a critical eye because because he 100 percent buys into it right yeah. so he just takes it as as truth for you know whenever he reads or whenever he hears a story about it like he just accepts it and i, I don't know there so the two episodes that we have all right the first episode is basically about a house that is haunted and I just, as I was re-listening to him, because I listened to the first two again, just to refresh, because it's been a little bit since I've listened to him. There were instances of dust appearing out of nowhere and falling. (laughs) All right. So it just like shows up in the, like, I guess, I don't know, eye level, maybe like not coming from the ceiling, but just showing up eye level and then falling and (laughs) tea leaves were thrown about. There was an old woman in this house. Um, I remember tea leaves were thrown about. A door at some point was slammed shut and the dad of the family couldn't open the door. Yep. And, and so, so Ray was like, so the door slammed shut. That sounds like the wind. <laughs> and, and he's like, nope, the dad couldn't open the door then. She's an old lady. And then he says, the tea leaves and the dust. She's an old lady who can't keep up with her house, so it's dusty. There's yeah. tea leaves on the floor because she's shaky. Yeah. And she thinks it's a ghost. Yeah. And she probably has dementia, the beginning of dementia or Alzheimer's. And everybody's just going along with her saying it's probably a ghost instead of just recognizing the fact she's an old lady who can't take care of her house anymore. <laughs> but, but he's so convinced. He's so convinced in the whole thing. And 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 to go to go along with that, he said that there was some type of poltergeist. The family just decided to name it Fred. Yep. Right? And again, he's like, why would you just name it Fred? And why would the ghost listen to that if the ghost isn't their name? If that's not their name. And the explanation was just it was simply, well, there's there's no other way to communicate. Like it's either that, or I guess in the newspapers, it's they they were calling him like the unknown man, or the nameless man, <laughs> yeah. or or Mister Nobody, and so so he's like, what would you rather be called, huh, Fred or Mister Nobody? And he's like, do you think the ghost was reading the papers <laughs> <laughs> to know that the, like those are my options? I don't know, Fred, Mister. I'll go with Fred. Like, and it turns out that that wasn't his name. His actual name was Michael. And he was a monk. Yeah, the supposed dead this, person yeah. who is now haunting the house. Yeah. And so he he shows him a picture. And the picture of the monk is just like 
a black blob. It's a smudge on the it's camera. It's a smudge on <laughs> the camera. That part, because that always, I've seen so many of those where people are like, this is evidence of something supernatural weird. Look at this weird picture. And it's like, no, it's just something up with the camera. Yeah. Those irritate me so much. I've seen so many of those. Or the floating orbs. Mm-hmm. You know where you never see floating orbs? In cell phone. There are so many pictures taken now compared to 15 years ago. Yeah. When the primary cameras were, the technology was much worse. Right. You had digital cameras or like the disposable uh, yeah, the ones. Yeah, Fujifilm disposable Maybe cameras. a Polaroid. Yeah. And you would always get orbs and people would always see, I think there was a ghost here. There's some kind of spirit. Why? What's up with these orbs? Yeah. You never see any orbs anymore. You don't see orbs anymore. Since technology's gotten a little bit better? Yeah. Not so much, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. people are taking millions of pictures. You would think yeah. there'd be a lot more orbs, but yeah. no, there's less. You would think. Because. I mean, everybody's got a camera now. It was never ghosts. Ghosts don't want you to take their picture. <laughs> if there is people traveling from a different realm. Yeah. From beyond the grave, why would you be able to capture them in a picture that's uh, yeah i mean that's that's a thing i mean and and then so just to kind of continue with the episode this house ended up being bought and they made a movie about the ghost in this house and the person who bought the house like filmed the movie at that place and then kept the house and charged you to stay at the house yeah and I believe he went over the price because Barry had stayed at this house. Yeah, Barry had and stayed. He, and he was like, how much did you pay? And he's like, oh, it was only like 350 pounds for a night. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry was like, I, I was running a, I used to rent an apartment like a couple blocks away. Yeah. And it was like 65 a week. Yeah. I could have stayed for a month <laughs> at this apartment where you paid for one night. Yeah. And he's acting like it's a completely reasonable price. Yeah, because he, he goes, he goes, yeah, but I stayed for the whole night. <laughs> I stayed for the whole night. And he's like, oh, he stayed for the whole night, folks. Okay. That's, but evidently, like, people will go in and, uh, like, be ghost crews and they'll, like, do a, I don't know, a seance or something there. And then you leave at, like, two in the morning or three in the morning. And so that was his justification for a yeah. whole night. They'll charge you three times as much. But what's funny to me is that Ray Peacock seems to be more on those guys' side than on Barry's side. Because at least they're putting on a show. Yeah. Like, they're making entertainment out of it. Exactly. Yeah, he does mention that. Yeah. And and he's like, and it's totally within their right to do that. And, you know, if people are going to pay for it, you know, why not? Yeah. Why not type of thing. And then... They always finish the episodes off with some type of ritual. <laughs> oh my god, these <laughs> stupid rituals. I don't know. I don't know where he pulls these rituals from. The first night was playing hide and seek with yourself. That's basically I don't remember what the name was, but it was like self hide and seek. Yeah. And I think part of what makes it so funny to me anyway is that he is so serious. He is. He's like, don't, I don't advise yeah. that you do these. 
Yeah. Not, I'm not, if you don't want to play these games, you might summon something from the yeah. other side. And that's on you if that happens. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't recommend you do this. I'm just saying how it's done. I'm not saying that you should do it. But if you do do it, you should contact us and tell us how it went. <laughs> <laughs> Is the whole thing a bit? I can't, I'm honestly. It's, it's, it's I, honestly, I, feel like I don't it's believe not. it is. I yeah, don't believe I feel it. like because it's not, but sometimes had, I'm like. They actually he can't be this night. They he bring that up. Gullible. They bring that up in an episode later on. And Ray Peacock has to say, he's like, this is not a bit guys. Like this is not, this is not him acting anything like this is him. <laughs> right. And I think honestly, how genuine both of the guys are, I think is what sells it for me. Yeah. Cause the guy so genuinely believes in the stuff, like 100% just buys into it hook, line sinker. And the other guy so genuinely does not. And he, <laughs> and he's, he's clearly frustrated. Yeah, he's, he's trying to just say, Oh my gosh, just, just look at this. Just look at. And, and it, it's just not getting through. And the other guy is having the same exact thing, but you know, on the up, other side of the spectrum, so this this ritual in the first episode was hide and seek with yourself and you needed a stuffed doll or a teddy bear of some sort. You needed a needle with red thread. You needed a TV and you needed... Did you need a candle? I think you needed a candle. Probably a candle. And a bathtub. You always need a candle. Yeah, you needed when, a bath. When summoning ghosts, you always need a candle. <laughs> you needed Just a bathtub and you also needed rice. <laughs> and the process was... You're playing hide and seek. The goal was to like invite a spirit into your house so that you could play hide and seek with a spirit, I guess. So the process, if fill me in if, if I'm missing some parts, basically is you fill your bathtub with water. You take whatever stuffed animal you have. You rip out all the stuffing and you fill the bat. You fill the teddy bear with rice. <laughs> you sew it back up with your with your red thread and needle you turn all the lights off in your house and he tells you that you have to you must turn all the lights off in your house unlock every single door in your house like there will be repercussions <laughs> if you don't do if it you exactly, don't do these like he's warning you he's stuck with his fear <laughs> right like you might all right and so then you throw it in there and then you have to go to whatever place oh you needed incense you needed incense as well yeah so that you could purify the yeah, room you that you were hiding it. in. And I believe it's sage, by the way. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to burn sage, not just incense. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says you turn on the TV. And then you, I don't know, you count for a while, I think. And then after you're done counting, you leave the room. And this is very important. You go back to the bathtub. And you look for the doll. And if the doll's not there, it may have moved. And if it's moved, you've got a spirit in the house. And, oh, you also needed salt water. You needed salt water to stick in your mouth, not to drink it, but keep it in your mouth and hold the container of salt water that's left. So that if you came across the doll, you could spit salt water at it and throw salt water <laughs> to like i don't know de because demonize. Now, yeah because now that you've gone to all the trouble of summoning the spirit you got to send it back to where it came from yeah like spirits are somehow they're at your beck and call what a <laughs> jerk you are how pompous are you 
can tell you that if I die and enter the spirit realm, I'm not coming back if somebody's like wants to play hide and seek with me. Fuck you. All right? <laughs> I'm doing stuff off in the nether realm. All right. So, yeah, that's the first episode. And then the second episode is about like some castle. Uh, it's called Castle. Oh, my gosh. I wrote it down. It's somewhere in northern England, right on the border of Scotland. Yeah. And evidently the guy does not like Scots, like very Dots. Like, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't care for Scots yeah, at all. Yeah, it, it gets a little bit, uh, I, I don't know the whole dynamic of the United Kingdom and like yeah, England, either. Scotland. Honestly, outside of my purview as far as... Chillingham Castle. That's Chillingham, <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. Chillingham Castle, where Barry Dodds goes frequently. Yes. Yeah. And this was the one where there was the lady with the rustling dress. Yes. And Ray's like, well, why would her dress rustle? Yeah. Is her dress a ghost? Yeah. And he's like, no, it's just the sound that would have been associated with her. And like the prisoners, their chains rattle. And he's like, same thing. Yeah. Did there, are there <laughs> are chains, the chains haunted? Yeah. Did the chains somehow die? Now the chains are ghosts? Yeah. Why would they be back? Why would they wear the chains when they're ghosts? Why would they come back with their chains? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's such a fun so, listen. Oh man, I was I had to hold in my laughter as you were describing that last ritual because the ritual on the second one, yeah, had me dying because it's essentially <laughs> it's a similar thing except instead of playing hide and seek by yourself, you're playing musical chairs yes. with this gift. So you have to once again you need a candle. Mm -hmm. You gotta turn out all the lights and you gotta cover your window so no light from the outside can come in. Either. Yep. You take a room, you have to completely empty out a room in your house. Completely empty, except for one chair. Yeah. And then you need to play the song Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Have you ever heard that song? I actually have not. Is it an eerie song? I've heard it's an eerie it's, song. It's by, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Tiny Tim, I believe is his name. Something like that. He's, okay. He's a super odd musician. He played a ukulele. He was this, he's a very large gentleman. Okay. And he played a ukulele. Sounds like the Hawaiian and like his, guy. His song is, uh, I mean, large in the sense of tall. Oh, okay. Like tall, gangly, long well, hair, very strange guy. Who was the big guy who from Hawaii? Who, oh, gosh, I could not tell you. But he did the uh, uh, Over the Rainbow cover. I know exactly what, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know his I name. I can't remember his name. Tiptoe. Yeah, Tiptoe Through the Tulips. All right. So you got to play that. Yep. Essentially, the goal is to summon a spirit to play musical chairs with you. And there's a couple outcomes he he describes. One of the outcomes is nothing happens. And that means, and there's something, that means there could be a ghost, but maybe he just doesn't want to play. Yeah. If the song skips, then there is a ghost and you want to play down. or And you want to, he wants to play. If the chair tips over... That means you summoned a spirit. You need to exit the room immediately and never return to the room <laughs> alone ever again. So you've completely lost a room in your house because yeah. there is now an angry, angry spirit, spirit trapped in there. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of it. Like He tells the story and Ray just goes immediately to like, so this will just lower the property value of your house. <laughs> You've now lost an entire room. All right, so we're going to pause real quick. All right. So uh, you don't have to actually pause. Oh, okay. But uh, so this would be a great time if you're not familiar with the song Tiptoe Through the Tulips 
by Tiny Tim. I'm going to play it for Micah. Okay. uh, Because we don't want to get sued. We are going to pause for a second. All right, so we just listened to Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Micah, what were your thoughts on that? Um... I mean, that was definitely a strange song. It reminded me of like old, really old, like silent film music. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, it's kind of a classic, like uh, 1930s, 1940s type yeah. of music. It didn't seem eerie to me, but we were watching the video and I, I kind of felt like it was more comedic than anything. Yeah. But maybe that's just because we were watching it. Like if, if I would true. have heard it by itself, maybe it would be... I mean, if you're alone in your room with all the lights off and you're trying to summon a ghost, I could see that being a little spooky. Yeah. yeah. And if you summon the ghost to Tiny Tim, yeah, that, <laughs> I don't actually I don't know if he is Tiny Tim R.I.P. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> but so, if he is and you summon that guy's ghost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. That's not a ghost I want chasing me. Yeah, R.I.P. Possibly. That that brings me to an interesting thing on episode number two. <laughs> okay. and, and that's somebody wrote in, and it was some woman who was a fan of the show, and she recounted a story of her as a little girl, like five years old, and told the story of their neighbor who was blind and always dressed up, just super proper, always in a suit. All right? <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and so he, Barry's telling this story, and he's dragging on the drama through it. And, and he's like, he was blind, but he was always dressed really nicely, and they would always check in on him to see if he needed anything, if they could help out with anything around the apartment type of thing. One night, the girl wakes up in the middle of the night, and she sees this figure. It's a tall man. And the guy's like, okay, it was a tall man. Or Ray was like that. And they go, so it was it was the neighbor? And they said, it was a tall man. They presume so. But in the story, the woman gives the name of the neighbor. Yeah. And so Ray's like, why didn't they just say describe him as the neighbor? Like, if it's a tall man. And, and he just, of course, Barry was like, well, you couldn't really tell, all right? It was kind of like an apparition type of thing. And she started shouting, mom the girl started shouting mom and the mom didn't see the, the ghost, this apparition. Yeah. This apparition. And of course, because of this, the mom just figured that the guy died and that that was the ghost of the guy. So they went to check on the guy the next day and he was in his nightgown. He wasn't all dressed up anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And he was always in a suit. Yeah. Slept in a suit. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, so he ends the story by saying, and then, you know, well, he just, you know, got better and, you know, life moved on. Like, what the hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What essentially happened is they just told a story about a woman who, when she was a young girl, had a neighbor who lived below her, who was an older man who snuck into her bedroom and was watching her sleep. At worst. Like, <laughs> and that's pretty bad. I'm mean, not saying at worst, like it's not anything. But like, he was saying it like that was, I don't know, a, a good recounting of a ghost story when the guy's not even dead. <laughs> no. he's, not, he's not even dead. And Ray, of course, is like, what does that mean? He goes, that's a story where nothing happens. <laughs> 
it's like and barry was like oh yeah but he he they he must have been close to death because he was so ill that morning type of thing <laughs> and, was, and and then and then ray brings up a great point he goes wait a second this guy's blind if people retain things from when they die like the lady with the ruffling dress or the prisoners <laughs> with the with the haunted chains this guy would have been blind how the heck did he make it into that room <laughs> if he was a blind ghost <laughs> And then he kind of uses that to really shove it in his face when they're trying to talk about the ritual, about how it needs to be complete, completely pitch black in all of these rituals. It's never at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. It's always dark. And he's like, why is it always dark? And they say, because that's when the spirits feel more comfortable. And he goes, well, what about the blind guy? It's dark for him all the time. <laughs> exactly. And Ray's point of view, which I kind of agree with, is all these rituals say to do them at specific hours, but always sometime during the night. It's because that's when it's easier to scare yourself yeah. into believing these things happen and spook yourself out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid and like I would go... I would go visit my nephew in the, or not my nephew, I'm sorry, my cousin in the summer all the time when I was a kid. And I would stay with him for like a month. And for whatever reason, you know, we're, we're kids. We're like eight years old, nine years old, and we stay up later than we should. It's at that point where like you have a bedtime, but it's the summer, so you don't care. So we're up in the middle of the night. You're staying up till one in the morning. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. up so ah, late. Ah, they can't tell. And we're listening to like Hanson under the covers. Yeah. And... Shout out Hanson. Shout out, right? Man. Mbop. Mbop. <laughs> you know what? There's a, there's a, the last song on that album is called Yearbook. To my memory, it's a good song. I might, can say, first, not be. first CD I ever owned, Hanson's Hanson. Mbop. Yeah. You know what's really embarrassing? The first CD I ever owned was an NSYNC album. Like, that I That's could call mine. Yeah. No, my first album is Hanson, Backstreet Boys, and one my dad got me was like... Uh, it was like funny songs from the seventies. Like it was like a compilation out. So it had like Pac-Man fever on it Okay, and a, a bunch of silly, like comedy songs. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. My mom bought me the NSYNC album and she's like, I just thought you would like it. And, and I took a hard I turn. Did. I did. Of course you I did. did. You know what? NSYNC's bye-bye. You're bye. a young person yeah. in the late nineties. Yeah. <laughs> you loved Backstreet Boys. Yeah. You loved NSYNC. You loved Britney Spears. You don't, may not have admitted it. Don't pretend like you didn't. Yeah, but that's what you did. You pretended like you didn't, especially if <laughs> yeah. you were a kid who was a guy. Especially if you're a boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was the album before their NSYNC album, or before their Bye 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 album. That Bye 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 album, No Strings Attached, fire. Such a good pop album. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. <clears throat> I don't care what you say, Thor. I'm trying to think what they had an album before that, though. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, no, that wasn't their first one. Because Bye 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 was the one where they were like. Uh, pup, like there was a music video of them being like puppets yep. or like figurines or something. OK, mm -hmm. so what was the one before that? Uh, the one before that had let me let me pull it up real quick. Let me pull it up. I'll do a deep dive. You know what? I think NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are the reason to blame for why our generation was the first to be like, yeah, it's totally cool to be gay. I blame NSYNC and Backstreet Boys because they made all of us 10-year-old boys kind of question like, oh, maybe. 
maybe, uh, maybe maybe there's something different. Maybe maybe there's something different to masculinity than we all thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it it was just called NSYNC. So no what, strings what were attached. The songs on it. Though? Yeah, I'm no sorry. String... That's more so what I'm curious. Yeah, about. No strings attached was their second album. Looks like this was the cover. So it's just. The letters in sync. I remember that. Oh my with, god, I, I had that CD. With a uh, yeah, so definitely got, had that CD. I want you back, tearing up my heart. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yep, tearing up my heart. Uh, Honestly, I I kind of get them their songs and the Backstreet Boys songs mixed up. Mixed up, I could see that. God must have spent a little more time on you. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, they, there was uh, there was a couple of good ones on there. Yeah, no, I listened to that album many times. Yeah. Oh man. Um. I don't even know where we got, how we got to NSYNC. Okay. What was Back the rabbit hole? Oh, I shouted out Hanson. I forget why, though. Oh, all right. Here's, yeah. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Sorry. We went on a big rabbit Sometimes hole. Sometimes you got to yeah. do some some boy band chat. Back Can't to be spending the summer with my cousin. Yes. The middle of the night. Just, I would hear random shit. Like, I would hear the house creak because it's shifting. It would scare the hell out of me. But like, who's in the house? You know? That type of thing, as a kid, would really get to me. And I don't know why I wanted to tell you that, though, or why that was... Oh, because we're, just because it was we were nighttime. Talking about it was nighttime that, and spooky. That's kind of yeah. uh, Ray's point of view, is yeah. that these things all happen at night because that's when it's a spooky time. You yeah. can trick yourself into believing yeah. scary I, things, supernatural things are happening. And, and probably the house was shifting and making creaking sounds in the middle of the day, but I didn't even realize it. Like, didn't even recognize it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a hysterical show. I think it's a hysterical podcast. Oh, yeah. It was a great pick. I really enjoy the two of them there. They have that perfect dynamic. They're they're both silly. And I, I do appreciate that Barry, even though he does take the stuff very seriously, you can tell he really believes this stuff. He has a sense of humor about it. He's willing to, like, when Ray makes a good point, he will laugh. Yeah. And he will, you know, in the back of his mind, Ray's really getting getting to him. Yep. But I feel like he kind of has to stay stuck in his position a little bit. But he has a very, he has a very good sense of humor about it. And you can tell they're really just good, good friends yeah. having, having a laugh. Yeah. They, they've since gone on to make a movie. I haven't watched the movie. I did see that as I was looking for the podcast. Yeah. I saw something uh, about that movie pop So up. I'd be curious to watch that. And they did a couple of episodes that are just called Parapod Movie Podcast Episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what those are. I listened to, when I listened to them, they had the first two seasons. The first one was about the paranormal. Second one was just conspiracy theory type of stuff. Yeah. He, Barry is really stretching in the conspiracy theory. <laughs> what do you he, mean? Like he's, I, I think it's a thing where it's a last ditch effort. It's the hail Mary season where he's just pulling anything that he can think of. Okay. He's trying to find proof. And it's very clear that he's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna succeed. So he's just, he's just trying. I remember, and I hope that this isn't an, a spoiler or I hope that it doesn't ruin it. But there's one episode where they talk for about 30 minutes and Ray just shuts everything down unequivocally. Like there's there's no way to go about it. And Barry goes, yeah, but what about Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what about Keanu Reeves? <laughs> and he's like, people say he's a vampire. 
And he just basically goes, shut up, Barry. That's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And Barry's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something. Phil, I think there is greater discussion to be had here. Yeah. That is, do you believe in ghosts? Have you had any ghost experiences? Oh, gosh. Have you heard any, have you heard firsthand any ghost experiences that really had you thinking like, I think this person experienced something supernatural? Um, so we've got a friend, a mutual friend, who has experienced paranormal stuff. That would be Dan. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the stories that he's told me. I don't have any reason to like, doubt him or, or believe that he would lie. He, Dan's a very, very close friend of mine. Known him for a very long time. Um, I don't know why he would lie about anything like that to me. I I personally don't buy that I, I don't believe in ghosts in the um, in the traditional sense as far as when you die you know, like the Casper line of if you have unfinished business, your spirit sticks around type of thing. Yeah, ghosts are just hanging out, waiting. Yeah. I, waiting, I, waiting I, to fill a well or some yeah. random task. Um, because of because of where I am with my faith, I try to base my beliefs off of things within the scripture. Um, so I don't believe in that just based on the scripture, right? Like if I want to hold true to something, then that's what I'm going to hold true to. Uh, and just kind of going a little bit deeper, I, I don't like people who cherry pick things that they like about the Bible or if they are Muslim, if they cherry pick things about the Quran, if they cherry pick things about holy scriptures that they like, but leave out the parts that they don't like. I don't like that. I mean, you can do it. That's fine, whatever. But I feel like if you're going to follow something, then you should follow it. If you're if you're saying that this scripture is from divine prophecy or divine prominence and it's from a higher power, then, then it all is. Yeah, you know, either all of it is or none yeah, of it is. I'm on board with that. So uh, that's just where I'm at with it. With that being said, I believe in spiritual stuff, but I don't believe in ghosts, things like angelic or demonic nature. I buy that. But as far as when I die, am I going to become a ghost? No. I don't buy that. Things like poltergeists and, uh, you know, anything like that nature, I believe that for the most part, all of that's bullshit. I believe that if there is something paranormal happening, then it's, it's supernatural within the, like, angelic or demonic okay uh, case does that kind of make sense yeah no it absolutely makes sense okay. yeah you don't so, believe in the trapped spirits and haunted houses yeah not so much yeah but um biblically speaking it says that angels or demons can appear to people in different forms or appear as different things the big thing is that if it if it's angelic then they will announce that they are of god or from god that type of thing demonic spirits won't do that at all like if you think about Gabriel and him showing himself to Mary when Mary found out that she was because Gabriel's the messenger angel, right? He shows up. Mary's like, what the hell? And Gabriel's like, chill. God sent me. All right. Like they announce where they're coming from. 
to let you know what their purpose is. So in any case where creepy shit happens, I don't think that it's ghosts. I think it's more demonic activity. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I try not to... I'm not... I've heard firsthand accounts of stories. Yeah. And I try not to discount because I've never personally experienced anything where I thought... Sure, we've all experienced weird stuff, but I've never experienced something where I'm like, truly, there's no other possibility. It has to be something outside of this this world. So I try not to completely discredit it because I've heard some accounts from people that just that I trust that I truly believe they have nothing to gain from this. Yeah. Uh, My mom and sisters, the house they lived in back in the mid 90s. They still, to this day, they all swear it was ha- it was haunted that yeah. drawers, uh, like cabinet doors, would open by themselves and stuff would come out of cabinets. Yeah, and I can't speak to the truth of it <laughs> or how much it happened. I wasn't there. Yeah, but they are very, you know, gung ho. It definitely happened. So it's tough. It, Although it is tough. Although I I wouldn't consider myself a believer. I would always sooner be a skeptic mm-hmm. than somebody on the side of the belief. Although I do have a pact with my wife. Okay. And that is, if at any point in time, one of us comes to the other and says, there's something not right with this place. This place is haunted. We need to get out. The other person has to agree immediately and get on board and say, yeah, let's figure out a way to get out of here as soon as possible. Because the number one mistake people make is they think, no, I'm just crazy. Or their spouse will say, no, you're just imagining things. Or they'll try to live with it. No. If your spouse comes to you and says, this place is haunted, there's something bad here, we need to get out, you listen. <laughs> get out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I mean, that's a good rule. I haven't made that pact yeah. with Ashley, but uh, that's not a bad one to yeah. do. No, we've made that pact because she knows my belief is that I don't think it's real. Yeah. But if you ever came to me and said, it's 100% real, it's happening now. Okay, let's pack up. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's get out of here. And then yeah. if it happens again at the next place, I know you're crazy and we'll, okay. put, you, know, we'll put you in the bin. Yeah. Put you in the loony <laughs> bin. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, we, I've had... I dated a a girl in high school who was a pastor's daughter, and she belonged to a Pentecostal church. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that particular de- uh, denomination of Christianity. They uh, speaking in tongues people and stuff? Yep. Yeah, okay. speaking in tongues. Uh, some of the more extreme ends have things like the, the venomous snake biting type of things. Wow. Okay. That's nonsense to me. Sure. Just, yeah. just personally, that's nonsense. This church was not to that degree, but there was a lot of speaking in tongues and there was a lot of slang in the Holy Spirit. And that like, like Benny Hinn is the stereotypical preacher that does slang in the Holy Spirit where he like comes up to somebody and it's a mega church type of thing where it's a traveling mega church preacher. And the guy, the person's like, I need help. And he's like, okay. Let's let the let's let the Holy Spirit fill you so that you can be healed. And then he just totally punches the dude right in the <laughs> face. All right. Like it's an open palm thing, but he's just smacking the dude right in the cranium. No wonder he's getting knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> like that 
that's yeah. that's not God. That's a concussion. <laughs> All right. So that I don't buy. But this church uh, was a very small church and like a congregation of 50, maybe. And it's a church that I had to go to because I, I dated this girl for three years. And so I got to her dad was the pastor. I got to know the dad pretty well. Speaking in tongues became common sight for me and slaying in the Holy Spirit became common sight for me. Never happened specifically to me. However, I was praying with a girl um, who had a lot of really dark stuff happen to her. And while I was praying for her, I was, I was holding her hands and she just started wobbling like back and forth, losing her balance type of thing. And then she just dropped. And what they do when people are filled with the whole, that's the whole slaying in the Holy Spirit what it is intended to be or what it's supposed to be is you are completely 100% opening up yourself to God. You're removing any of the reservations that you have so that the Holy Spirit can enter and heal. And that's the purpose of it. Sure. Mentally, spiritually heal type of thing. Uh, physically in like extreme cases, that type of thing. And she was out and she was out for the rest of the service. They just left her laying in the middle of the church floor, all right, because they didn't want to move her. And and what they did when women were um, slain in the spirit, they always put a cloth over them, not like over their whole body like they were a corpse, but they always uh, covered them with a blanket. Men, they didn't do. I don't know why. But I don't know if there's something biblically about that, that you're supposed to cover up women for whatever reason. I don't know. But Uh, I mean... Some kind of probably ingrained sexism or something. It sounds very Old Testament to me. Um, But but that happened. I don't know why she would just get knocked out while we're praying for healing. Do you think it's possible that that... Because I see that stuff and I think it's got to be psychosomatic. Maybe. You know? It it very well could be. You know, I'm I'm not saying 100% absolutely it was, you know, divine providence. I don't know, but... There's no reason that like it's it's a it's a super small congregation. It's people who are there all the time. It's not a church that newcomers come to, right? Like it's like they're deep in the scripture with conviction. It's an uncomfortable church to be in because yeah, if you're not a, if you're an outsider, yeah, I assume, yeah. Like well, and just not only that, but there are there are churches that their goal is to bring new people in. Yes, and so because of that. Their sermons are not very deep. Sure. They're very like welcoming and engaging. But the, and I'm sorry if I'm getting too like preachy. That's not my intent. I'm just trying to give you a backstory here. Fascinating. Um, So Christianity is a really easy concept. All right. But once you do the whole Christian thing and the whole born again thing, then you're supposed to be held to a higher level. All right. Like it's easy to get in. It's tough to stay in because there's a higher calling for you. I say it's tough to stay in. It's not really tough to stay in. But yeah. like there's a higher expectation yeah. of of those who are Christian within the Christian community and those who are not Christian because you don't have the faith. You know, we wouldn't hold people without the faith to the same standard that we do people with the faith. Because of that, all the sermons are light and fluffy, right? There's no conviction. But this church was not that. Yeah, when you come to... Uh... A Pentecostal church, you're, yeah. you're getting like, business. Like it's it's deep into it will make you feel uncomfortable. 
and just holding your feet to the fire, so to speak, to make sure that you're doing what you should be doing or acting the way that you should be acting as somebody who's supposed to be representing Christ. Sure. Yeah. So there's nobody there for her to impress. There's nobody there for anybody to impress. And she's not the only person who it happened to. It happened. It was a regular occurrence. Like every, every sermon, somebody would get knocked out. Maybe not every single sermon, but I would say like three a month, at least. I got to tell you, if I was going to church, I'd get knocked out every, every week, every week. Cause I'd be like, it's a nice time to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Nice time to take a nap. And, and so the first time, also, just to be clear, I did not hit this woman in the face. All right? <laughs> I did not do any of that. That's so wild. It's so... it's very, very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff kind of, you know. It's a little creepy. Funny. So a lighter side of that, a fun one. <laughs> Yeah, have you sorry. seen the virus? No, no, that, that is fascinating. I think it does. I mean, I think those things are in the same same vein. It's things where it's undeniable that people have these super intense experiences. Yeah. Uh, whether it be with the supernatural or something, uh, you know, with their faith. And I think that's what's so fascinating, why there's so many ghost hunters and there's so many people who study theology and there yeah. things like it because it's a experience that you can't disprove this person's experience. Yeah. You also, you can't prove that. And I think that's, con- that's always, will be the, be the crux of why people are so fascinated by these things. Yeah. Yeah. I um, agree. But have you, it was a viral video from a few years ago of a, like a Southern Baptist church. Uh, it's black church. And the guy, uh, he goes up and he gets healed by the reverend pretty much. And then he takes the microphone and he's like, I'm not gay no more. (laughs) I like women's. (laughs) What are we, how are we at on time? Oh, we're at one Oh four. All right. Real quick. You got to hear this. You got to hear this what is this a recent thing uh i believe uh i believe it was from probably like 2013 2014 okay. earlier I mean, that's, that's still pretty recent i'm gonna see if i can if i can find the find the audio of this yeah i'd be curious to see a where are they now episode Oh, oh, I oh no! There's a follow up too, so I'll I'll, oh, I'll give you a little bit of info on this guy, but. <laughs> that, 
And then the that that's kind of like a shortened version of the video. Yeah. But then the pastor's like, come on, everybody, come up and praise with him. And then everybody black church seems like so much fun because everybody oh comes up they're and, the best churches they, to go to and they start dancing they all start dancing with them, and it's hilarious because he just starts dancing with a bunch of men after he just <laughs> said i'm not gay no more i like women i don't like men's no more <laughs> bumping grind with the congregation so, so that video went viral a number of years ago okay all right uh, i saw a, a fairly recent interview with the gentleman in it and spoiler alert He's still gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's that's hysterical. <laughs> like what? it's just it's the best sound bite. <laughs> I'm not gay no more. I might, you know, if if I wasn't a teacher and if I didn't forget to silence my phone, I might like that as a text message notification. <laughs> Just, that would be a that would be a pretty great that'd be such a good one be a great uh, yeah maybe i could just take the second part we was like women 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 women, women. <laughs> that's funny that's funny so we got super off topic we really did we really did oh man it was fun yeah <laughs> you enjoyed the pair pod though i did okay would recommend yeah. Definitely recommend. And I, I, I said I think it's gonna slot into my, into my weekly, my weekly podcast experience. Oh, good, Probably once or twice a week, on days when I don't have a new podcast that I want to listen to coming out. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pop that on. Probably they're fun to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Good. Good. I'm glad you liked it. All right. What uh, what do you got for me next week? What are so, we doing? What are we diving into? Are you familiar? Have you seen Eon Flux? Yes. Not not the movie. The anime. The animated show that it was based on. Yes. A long, long, long time ago. Okay. I remember that the same animation team did the... Chronicles the, of Riddick. The Chronicles the of Riddick movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, the Rugrats. <laughs> same animation team what the yeah i believe his name's like peter chung or something like that oh my gosh I, I think he did like the first episode and he did like the opening credits okay yeah so are we doing that if, like i said you've seen it before but you said it was a long time it ago was, so. i don't remember anything about it awesome the movie complete complete dog shit i hated the movie terrible movie i hated the movie the show the the show is based on this was a series a animated series on mtv in the early 90s okay um do you have paramount plus no but i think that i should be able to find we have paramount plus i can give you our login info okay if so it's on paramount plus eon flux the animated series from which the horrible movie yeah, it was, was based off was of. based off of that was with Charlize Theron. Yeah, so yeah, um, I would say maybe they're not long episodes, maybe like twenty minutes long. Okay, and it's not Excuse a me. plot line that I mean, it kind of has a very very loose plot line. Yeah, so 
I would suggest maybe give it like four episodes. Okay. And see if you want to watch the rest. See if I want. Is it, it is it a single season thing? I don't remember. I, I believe there's two seasons of. Okay. It. I believe there's two seasons, and they're each probably like ten or twelve episodes. Okay. Maybe I haven't seen they, it. I don't know. It's a good. Th- it's a good pick. There was also it was originally. Um, it appeared on MTV as like six shorts. They did okay. six shorts, and they, Eon Flux wasn't even the main character in them. Okay. Um, but MTV really liked her as a character and wanted to base the show on her. Okay. But I was thinking that it was a movie. It's sci-fi. So that, that tells you how familiar I am with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It's. It is definitely sci-fi yeah it's very the stories are interesting okay <laughs> it's interesting right. um so yeah eon flux eon flux uh, i like to give you some like an animated an animated thing because i think art wise i'm i'm curious yeah. on your perspective on the art and also the story okay because yeah absolutely it's a very loosely cobbled together story uh it's very very interesting though and it's do you know when it was made super unique 1994 i believe they said the show ran from 92 to 95 but i think that includes the original six shorts okay uh so probably like 94 95 okay yeah uh yeah 90 91 to 95 yep looks like it okay one yeah. of my i'm intrigued who for this artwork yeah one of my one of my all-time faves yeah yeah i'm not even sure not i'm not sure if it's like favorite show or favorite what it's just something i've i really enjoy oh yeah i remember the imagery of this the... picture the eyelid of closing on the fly on it. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Maybe I yeah. haven't. Seen when this. I was a, when I was a kid, I remember seeing that and just being mesmerized. Yeah, I think that I and and I loved this show when I was a kid, and I it's, I shouldn't have been watching it when I was, I was a kid. Say, it but does I not had look like a but kid show. I had a, I had a single father, so I mean he, okay, he, they yeah. do the best they can. Right, but but when it came to like TV and stuff, it was kind of like. Yeah. Well, you don't have the mom to balance it out either, right? (laughs) Yeah. Not trying to say anything. My dad was awesome. Most dads wouldn't take on being a single father. He did. He's cool. He's great. But, but I mean, when when it came to TV shows and movies, there was no like. Yeah. Well, look at look. There was no oversight. Yeah. Look at any two parent household, right? Who's the parent that's pushing the boundaries, and which parent is the one that's like, do you think they're ready for that? All right. Nine times out of ten, it's the dad who's buying the BB gun yeah. for their six-year-old kid, and the mom's like, "Why are you buying our six-year-old kid a BB gun?" <laughs> <laughs> right? So your dad doesn't have anybody to tell him no. Yeah, yeah, no. So in any case, I loved it when I was a kid. I rediscovered it uh, as an adult, okay, and rewatched it, and when I can really like comprehend and understand it, yeah, it's just so out there. It's very out there. So I know we're getting long. So. uh We'll cut it there, but yeah, next week. Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux. Aeon, Eon, I'm not... Eh, not sure. One of those two. All right. That means you got to gotta watch it too. All right? Find, if you have a Paramount Plus account, I'm sure that they have like a free subscription, like a, yeah. a free uh Yeah, sign up for 30 trial days. Thing. Yeah. You can watch Eon Flux. Yeah. They have every season of Survivor. 
I mean, get on it. You'll get there you sucked go. in and you'll lose weeks and weeks of your life watching Survivor. Watching so. Survivor. Sounds, <laughs> sounds for, like a for deal. For 30 days, watch Eon Flux, all the Survivor, all cancel the Survivor. your subscription. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right, man. Sounds good. Next week, Eon Flux. Eon Flux. <laughs> Stay wrecked out there, everybody. That's right. Stay wrecked. <laughs>